Bronco Nation News Live is presented by RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now, here's BJ Rains. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? Happy Tuesday to you. We got our man Jay Tust here, sports director at KTVB. We're talking... Boise State sports like we do every weekday at 9 a.m. here on the social media channels of BroncoNationNews.com. If you're uh, not subscribed to our YouTube channel, just hit that subscribe button, that like button at the bottom of the screen. We'd love to have you on YouTube as we continue to build our channel. Uh, we're talking Boise State sports, Mountain West sports, whatever else is going on. Uh, Jay Tuss looks like he's ready to hit the gym. Maybe you already did. What's going on, Jay? Uh, actually just getting ready to, uh, knock out this podcast and head over to gymnastics practice. Uh, my daughter's gymnastics practice, by the way. You know, that's what I thought you said when you, yeah. that's what I thought you meant when you texted me. Cause I was like, wait a minute, I think they're done. Maybe he's doing a follow-up, <laughs> season, but, uh, gymnastics, pra- gymnastics, dad, that's not something I've yeah. been able to, uh, experience. She's crushing somersaults right now. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So that's awesome. Yep. That's pretty cool. Get some video. Baseball going. Get some video of that. Yeah, we got our first win last night. We're 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 uh we're well, all tied. Naismith, Shohei Otani, Reigns, a starting pitcher, leadoff batter, uh, roped a big single, had I think five strikeouts on the mound, and the uh, the Meridian Mets. We are uh, one and three now. We will not go winless, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Was very happy are for the gonna, kids. Are you going to take Naismith off scholarship? Uh. That, that might be a discussion for today's show. You never know. But, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. Right now he's uh, he's doing really well. We, we even, you know, in, in, in eight-year-old baseball, you know, if you actually make a play in the field and get an out, that's considered a, a huge deal. So we actually yeah. had it. We actually had a dribbler in front of the mound, and the pitcher picked it up, and Naismith was playing first and threw it to first and caught it and beat the guy by a step and got the out. I mean, we had a couple of legit plays, so it was uh, – it's a good day for the Meridian Mets. So uh, I just didn't want them to go. I just didn't want to go winless in my first season for those kids, and they got to win. So uh, crazy what seeing eight year olds do the gritty and everything else in the outfield after a win can do for you, man. It was pretty cool. <laughs> You're gonna be coaching softball here before you know it, man. Oh yeah, I'm a couple years out probably, but I'll I'll try to figure it out. I'll call up Justin Schultz over at Boise State or Al Mendiola over at. Uh, College of Idaho and get some tips on, on how to be a good coach. I have been. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I've uh, I, I may have texted Justin a, a video or two of Naismith pitching. May have uh, had a couple of lineup construction questions. You know, if you've got four or five decent hitters, four or five hitters that maybe are still coming along, are you better <clears> off to you know put the four or five good ones and then know that you may have an inning or two where you're going to struggle, or do you try to go every other hitter so you can try to have a chance every inning? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've been uh, learning a lot about roster construction here, man. It's it, it looks easy to write names on a piece of paper, but there's a lot more to it. <laughs> Even at that age, uh, apparently there is, there is actually, cause you have to deal with grandparents and parents and who was at practice the day before and trying to get everybody an equal number of at bats and all kinds of mm-hmm. things. Uh, Josh does say, was just going to say Tust is looking yoked. I oh, appreciate you, Josh. Yeah. It's kind, it's kind of him. It's the nice off season, so we can actually like work out and do things. Besides, it, it, that it, yeah, that that is interest. That is uh, totally true. We actually have a little bit of uh, time, but we do have a lot to get to on today's show. We're broadcasting from the Cutwater Spirits Mobile Studios. More than thirty flavors of premixed premium cocktails. Don't worry about uh, having to go buy your mixers and your different kinds of alcohol. Let Cutwater Spirits do it for you. The work's already done. Premixed, 
premium, delicious-tasting cocktails available at your local gas station or grocery store. Uh, Jay, we're going to talk mostly Boise State basketball today. Uh, we got a couple clips from uh, Leon Rice talking on Friday, but I think we got to start with the uh, news of the last 24 hours. Emma Bates, uh, Boise State alum, Boise State Hall of Famer, NCAA champion, um, right about the time our show was was just finishing up yesterday, I'm getting texts from, heck, Mark Ziegler sent me a text, the San Diego Union-Tribune uh, writer, are you watching the Boston Marathon? And I had a couple other texts, and uh, Emma Bates, with about three, four miles to go, was actually leading the Boston Marathon, uh, eventually finishes fifth, which still was what she needed, top five, to put her in position for the Olympics in Paris in 2024, um, the, the greatest runner in the world, turned it on at the end and beat her and there's not a lot you can you know feel bad about for that but uh emma bates ran for boise state leading the boston marathon finishes fifth in the women's division sets a new personal record was all over espn and and getting some talk i mean it was uh you know pretty pretty cool uh time yesterday on espn for emma bates and the boise state community yeah first off i mean emma was an all-american track and field athlete at, at boise state and you know, I was in uh, Eugene, I think it was, um, making sure I get this right, 2016. Um, we didn't get to go to Eugene prior to the last Olympic cycle because of COVID. But in 16, I went and she did the 10, um, 10K. And um, it just wasn't her best day. Simply put, it just wasn't her best day. And you always hate having to try to talk to athletes after, you know, they, they're probably kind of a, little emotional and, and disappointed and things like that. And you got to find a way to ask him questions and appreciate Emma on that day, stopping by and, you know, doing that. But um, she, I, I will never get this BJ, how you can run farther and become better. Like, right. Like there are some people that are good at five K's or, or 10 K's. And there's some people that after like that, you know, they get past 10 K, they actually, become even a better runner or whatever. Like, so she picked up, you know, marathon running and street racing and stuff like that years ago. And uh, her career has really, really blossomed. And now you're looking at a legitimate contender uh, for the 2024 Olympics in Paris, as you, as you kind of said right there. And, you know, you, you mentioned that she finished in fifth overall. Well, she was the top American and wasn't really even close. And she PR'd on a, on a really difficult course. Uh, and the, the conditions weren't amazing either. So yeah, it was raining, like, windy, wasn't great. Yeah. You feel like her, her best days might be ahead of her here. So it's going to be really cool to, to track her and follow her, follow her um, leading up to the Olympics next summer. And I don't know her that well. She had just gotten to, uh, I don't know her at all. Frankly, I think I interviewed her once or twice. Uh, I, my time kind of barely overlapped with her when I got here to Boise in 2013. I think she was done in 2015. Didn't cover a ton of track and field and stuff uh, early on uh, when I was at the Idaho Press Tribune. Um, but I, I was reading the Boston Globe and, and uh, tried to reach out to her, but understandably had a lot going on. I'm sure it was just tough for her to get back to everybody, but um um, I was reading the Boston Globe story and they obviously were on the ground there right after the race and were able to catch her and get a couple quotes from her. And they asked her, OK, well, how do you how do you recover now? You just finished 26.2 miles. What's next for you? How to recover? And she's like, 
Well, frankly, I was disappointed. I thought somebody was going to have a Modelo waiting for me at the finish line, so I'll have to go find one of those uh, real quick to celebrate. So uh, I, I, I like the personality already. She just ran a marathon, and she wants she wants a Modelo. So uh, good for hey, her. Really, where's Modelo at with a sponsorship here? No joke, man. And, and nowadays with the NIL world, yeah, you can count on that. You know, and college athletes can do that kind of – wouldn't shock me at some point in a post-game interview to hear a player say something about a – Gatorade or a sports drink or something that they're being paid to say you never know yeah. but uh but uh, yeah no awesome for her and it was cool on social media seeing a lot of people watching the race and following her and um obviously with the Boston Marathon and what happened there I think it was 10 years ago actually uh um you know with the bombing and things and then seeing David Ortiz there again yesterday and that's obviously that the Boston Marathon remains one of the uh cool unique sporting events in the United States and the world, frankly. And they, you know, they do it in the morning and then you have the early morning uh, Red Sox game going on at the same time. And um, it was a cool day. And then to have the local flavor with Emma Bates, you know, you look up with three and a half miles to go winning the Boston Marathon. I mean, she can, for the rest of her life, no matter what happens, she was leading the Boston Marathon uh, with about three miles to go. Just uh, pretty incredible. And, and obviously a memory for her. But I think, as you said, the bigger story is she ain't done. She's, She's continuing to improve and get better, and she's got big things ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Okay, we're going to talk uh, Boise State basketball, but, Jay, uh, we, we are trying to build the uh, social media, you know, kind of channels here. I mentioned the YouTube channel. I've been doing some – believe it or not, Jay, I've been doing some research. I've, I've been uh, talking to folks. How do you build the YouTube channel? What do you do to, to build and add, you know, subscribers? And one of the things you can actually do, and Jay has no idea where I'm going with this, he looks intrigued and scared at the same time, uh, is you can uh, you can actually put polls together. You can put polls together, and my wife Karen has been helping out with some of this. And we, we put a poll together on the YouTube, so if you're watching us, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to the poll. It's under the community, I believe. But today's poll, Jay, uh, it's going to be a little hard to see here, but if you're stuck on a golf course with the BNN personalities, which one would you want in your foursome? And we just put it up. We already have four votes, and it looks like Jay and myself are tied at 50%. No votes yet for Winston Venable or Johnny and Prater. Um, uh, we just posted this, so uh, we got four votes here. Go to the, our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and vote in our poll. What do you, what do you make of this, Jay? I'm absolutely going to come in last. We've seen, we just saw the video the other day. Out of the four of us, I think you're easily the best golfer, at least can hit it the furthest, so... Winston's got to have something in him. I mean, I know Johnny can't golf. I, I think if you want, like, just shenanigans and the best fun, you'd probably pick Prater and Johnny. Um, if you want, you know, some good stories and kind of the prestige of playing with someone, you'd probably pick Winston. Yeah. Uh, if you want, uh, you know, a chance to uh, see greatness in action on, on the tee box and, and let it fly, I mean, you're, you're picking Jay. And, frankly, there's probably no reason you're picking me. Um unless you just want to have some beers and have a good time, I guess. But uh, there's really not much of a reason out of those three folks somebody should pick me. So the two votes are probably my mom and my wife, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But uh, it's a good crew there. <clears throat> good crew there, and we'll all be there at the golf tournament on June 2nd. So go go vote in the poll on YouTube. I don't exactly know how that works, but we're trying to get that up in the actual comment section on the chat. But if you're on there, go subscribe. And we did announce, uh, Jay, Leon Rice is confirmed. June 2nd for the golf tournament. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Coach Rice building this super team, which we're going to talk about, but he will be there. He's going to do a Q&A on stage uh, in, in between the sessions. So the afternoon flight is open. You can work a half day and then come on out and have a lunch. 
and uh, and play in the tournament. Jay, we got pastry perfection uh, providing breakfast. We got uh, some other goodies, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to this June 2nd at Timberstone. I don't know if I uh, actually announced this or not, Jay, but I was talking to uh, Gibson Berryhill, John Berryhill over at Bacon. They're the and, best, man. Uh, each, I love the Berryhill family. Each foursome will be getting a bacon bag at the tournament as well. So I don't know if anyone's ever had the bacon bags over at Bacon, uh, but it's an unbelievable snack of bacon, and they're selling it. And uh, your foursome, among the other many things you're going to get, a T-shirt, you get a golf glove, you get all you can drink on the course, you get free lunch, you get, as I mentioned, pastry perfection for breakfast, and you're also going to get a bag of bacon as we uh, continue to add. So have you have you had the bacon from Bacon? Uh, this is, I mean, I guess it's kind of solicited, but it should be, it, I, I mean this genuinely. <laughs> the first time I went to Bacon, I was like, I love, I love bacon. I mean, who doesn't, right? But I was like, how much better could it possibly be? It can be better. And <laughs> I, was, I was blown away by it, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, that's an awesome spot. And the Berry Hill family, they are tremendous, tremendous people. So uh, we got, I mentioned Leon Rice. We got Tim Duryea, Mike Burns. We got our guys Tyson Degenhart, RJ Keen. Uh, I can't give you the full list yet, Jay, but I can confirm we have some confirmed entrants from some members of the football team as well. Uh, okay. So uh, some of it, that's going to be a new thing this year with the second flight added in the afternoon. If you play in the afternoon due to the workouts in the morning, the football players couldn't make it last year. But I've had multiple football players actually reach out to me uh, saying they wanted to play in this tournament. What do we have to do? So uh, some of your uh, fan favorites, some notable players uh, will be playing in this tournament when we get them all together. There's going to be six or seven of them. We're going to have the full announcement in the afternoon, but uh, the, 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 the happy hour type thing in the middle where there's lunch, the Q&A, and you're going to have football players, basketball players, some coaches. Uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it, and uh, the afternoon flight has foursomes available, but probably not for long. So if you're on the fence, jump in now. Uh, June 2nd, Timberstone Golf Course, we'd love to have you. Uh, email me, reach out to me, or you can go to bronconationnews.com slash golf to get more information. We obviously have the hole-in-one deal going on, Jay. If you get a hole-in-one on hole six from Lithia 4 to Boise, uh, and there may be some news on an NIL deal maybe with Lithia with uh, one of the volleyball players. I don't want to give too much away yet being out there as well to kind of do a meet-and-greet, so we got a lot going on. And uh, also – can confirm that our t-shirt sponsor this year is Matt Bauscher. So you're going to get a sweet BNN shirt with the uh, Bauscher real estate logo on the back as well. So uh, you're going to, I mean, for, for the 550 bucks for the foursome, it's like 130 bucks a person or something. I mean, you're, you're more than getting your value. A normal round of golf, it, you know, costs 50, 60 bucks with a cart. You're getting lunch, breakfast, drinks, chance to meet all these cool people and, and get some autographs or pictures and, as I mentioned, a golf glove, a T-shirt, all kinds of cool stuff. It's going to be uh, the event of the summer, and I think on top of that, seeing Jay Tuss take the ceremonial first tee shot of the day will be worth the price of admission by itself. So I think uh, I think whoever wins your poll should be the, get the ceremonial tee shot. I am. I, I'm trying. I'm going to work with the guys at Timberstone. I do want to do something, whether it's one, you know, whether it's you versus Leon, whether it's uh, Prater versus. Uh, uh, I don't know. We got to have, I want some sort of like either putting competition or something before we start where everyone's watching. I think we get 150 players huddled around the putting green and see if we can put the pressure on uh, Leon Rice and Mike Prater to work out their differences on the putting green. I mean, I think Ooh, be- now we're talking. <laughs> we got to have some something before we start to kick it off, but uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. 
And again, morning session is about full. Afternoon session has some openings. You come out about 1230, have lunch, hear the Q&A with all the coaches and players, have some fun, tee off around 145, and then uh, you're still done about 6 o'clock, and then you can get home on a Friday evening. So uh, looking forward to it. And, uh, again, uh, we're running out of space. So now that Coach Rice is in, the interest is going up. So uh, don't wait. Book your foursome today. And uh, there's even more coming, Jay. I, I, we're, we're, more people are wanting involved in terms of whole sponsorships and wanting to do taste testing and all this stuff. So we got we got more to come. I'm trying to spread out these announcements. So, uh, But uh, we got a lot of cool stuff in the works for this, and you're not going to want to miss this June 2nd at Timberstone Golf Course. Okay, Leon Rice met with the media. I want to get to the basketball talk for the last 15 minutes of the show, but I do got to thank a couple of our sponsors. RoePaint.com, ROEPaint.com, the best in the official paint and coatings company at Boise State Athletics. If you're looking to spruce up and transform the look of your old stained concrete patio or garage in your garage, you got all the oil stains, look no further, ROEPaint.com. They can help you out, ROEPaint.com. Um, One-day install, 24 hours, it's done. They'll, get, they'll come give you a free estimate, get more information, tell them BNN sent you at ROEPaint.com. Lift the afford to Boise. They will buy your used vehicle. That's right. You don't even have to buy from them. Go on in there. Their appraiser will make you a cash offer on the spot for your used vehicle. LithiaFordaBoise.com. Check out their full inventory of vehicles. Man, Jay, I wish I could let the cat out of the bag on this one, but ICCU and BNN are doing something really, really cool coming uh, in the NIL game moving forward. It's going to be a game changer. Uh, you're not going to want to miss the announcement in the next couple of weeks, probably. It's going to start this summer, but so excited. ICCU, what they're doing to back Bronco Nation News to help us out and to help uh, the local athletes here from uh, some of your favorite teams and what we're partnering up to do. So it's going to be a really, really cool. And go support ICCU. They're putting a lot of money into local high schools, into the local arenas for other teams, for the uh, esports team. Uh, ICCU is really helping support a lot of the local communities. Return the favor. Go sign up, iccu.com. Get an account with them. You will not be disappointed. It's the best in mobile e-branch online banking. And, again, they're uh, one of our biggest supporters at Bronco Nation News, and we're very thankful for ICCU, and we're excited for what we have moving forward. And if you're looking for a job, how about transcompservice.com? TCS, the best uh, in terms of complete trucking compliance management. They can help you with the DOT permits, the overweight permits. If you ever thought of getting into the trucking industry, folks that try to do it themselves typically end up going out of business or, or getting a fine. Let the professionals get all the paperwork done for you, all the permits. Let them do it for you, and you can get out there towing that first load in that Amazon truck, the big rig on your screen, any kind of delivery truck. Let them take care of it for you, get you out there towing that first load in no time. Get more information. Sign up today at transcompservice.com. All right, Jay. Um, Oh, real quick, Robbie Robinson says, is there a way, an option to go to the tournament as a spectator but still have lunch playing golf? Not exactly my thing, but I'd still love to hang out with you guys. There is. The cost is $50. It's $50, and you get lunch included, and that also comes with raffle tickets. I believe you get $25 worth of raffle tickets, and you get lunch, and it's 50 bucks. and we'd love to have you. And uh, you can come out and hang out for, for 90 minutes, two hours, meet everybody. If you're interested in that, you can send me an email, reach out on social media, it's uh, $50, and again, you get some raffle tickets, and you get lunch, and uh, you're able to hang out, and we're raising money for the Idaho Youth Sports Commission. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and i um, excited for that moving forward. So uh, the super team, Jay, we talked to Leon Rice on Friday. We played a couple of the clips yesterday with Johnny where we kind of heard Leon talk about each of the three newcomers, and we kind of broke down what they mean uh, to the team. But uh, in general, where we're at now with this roster 
Um, I did confirm with Dawson Baker from uh, UC Irvine. He is coming to Boise State next week to visit. And I asked him, what did they tell you about your role or how you fit in? Because it looks like they might have, you know, five starters. And he said, I'm looking forward to finding out a lot more on my visit. So um, he, he he's intrigued. He said that they have a chance to be, quote, historically good the next two years, and he wants to be a part of that. I think at a minimum he would start next year because Max Rice would move on and he could slide into one of those spots. Uh, but, you know, Abbo and Degenhart technically both have another year left after this year. Um, so there, it doesn't sound like they're done. You know, we can play the clip in a minute from Leon Rice and decipher that. You heard Leon Rice talking on Friday. You were there, Jay, talking to him. What is your sense, I guess? We have the three additions already. I guess first question, do you think it's enough? Is this team as con- as constructed now a quote-unquote super team, or is it good enough to to do what everybody wants it to do next year? And and then what do you make of potentially adding one more piece if you were to get a, a 15-point-a-game score or somebody special like a Dawson Baker to add them to the mix? I think Boise State's in a great spot right now with their current roster makeup. Like, I, And they're already, in my mind um, – it's really tough for me to say better than, than, than last year, just because I'm not trying to diminish what Najee Smith and Marcus Shaver Jr. brought to the table for Boise State last year. I mean, those are going to be massive, massive shoes to fill. But you think about Boise State's offseason and the way that it's gone so far, it feels pretty close to perfect. And so if you want to take it to another level and have a super team, um, when you're technically out of Ross or out of scholarships and you could potentially add a kid that has averaged at least 10 points per game all three seasons he's been in college. He has over 1,000 career points. Um, he can really shoot it as well. If you can find a way to add him uh, by Boise State standards, it feels like you start to push this thing towards a super team. And if it doesn't work out, I still um, love the position that they're in. But if they can somehow find a way to add another player like this, um, wow. And I, another thing that I like about it is that when I think people originally envisioned the transfer portal, it meant getting older guys that might only have one year of eligibility left. But for the most part, Boise State finds these guys that they do have experience, they do have talent, they are looking to upgrade either the team or the league that they play in. And um, because of it, Boise State is a, is a popular destination. And, and, Leon is finding guys with multiple years of eligibility that won't just contribute in the immediate future, but potentially, you know, um, years down the line as well. Yeah, I, I think you find a way to go for it. I mean, I, if the if a player like him is willing to come and potentially be a sixth man or or not start, um, I mean, San Diego State had Adam Seiko coming off the bench. I mean, they had guys where they would go to their bench and you you didn't really notice a, a drop off at all. If you essentially have you know, Omar Stanley and Dawson Baker coming off the bench as, you know, sixth and seventh guys. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Jace Whiting and, and Andrew Meadows are your eighth and ninth guys. Um, that's a top 15 team in America, potentially. I mean, that is a legit – I mean, that is, it's a it's a top 25 team, no doubt. I mean, that, that is a – you're talking about um, – I mean, it's just it's crazy to even think about the potential there. So I think if if you got a chance and, you know, Leon Rice has one more year with Max and he's got some of these guys for one year and Cam Martin. And like you said, you're not really putting all your eggs in your basket for this year because he's got two years. You would have forced you could have him, Roddy Anderson, Abbo and Degenhart all back, you know, next the next year. Uh, and Omar and, yeah, and everybody. Yeah, exactly. The only guy you would lose is, is Cam and Max. I mean, from this team, right? So you're going into the next year. So um, 
and then you have improvement from Meadow and all these guys, Jace Whiting. I mean, um, if, 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 and obviously he would, he already knows the situation at Boise state. He wouldn't have been their final four if he doesn't already see what they have. And he, like I said, yeah. he, mentioned, he mentioned to me the chance of it being a uh, historically good and he wants to win. And it's fun to be a part of. So he's already at least considering it. So if, you, if you've gotten him, in, who if, else is if, in his final four? It's it's uh, Utah State, Utah, and BYU. And my understanding is at least two of those schools are, are going to be you know, either already have or will offer significant NIL money uh, to try to get him. They can offer also offer starting spots and probably thirty minutes a game. So yeah. um, if I'm just guessing, they probably don't end up getting him. But I will say they've brought two guys on visits, and they're two for two. Cam Martin and Omar Stanley, to my understanding, are the only well, two players during the transfer portal that they have brought on visits right now and have gotten locked in. Gotcha. And I guess I guess uh, Roddy Anderson would have to be yeah. – uh, I forgot about him as well. So yeah. I guess you're, you're, you're three for three. You're three for three. The three guys you brought in, you got. And maybe there was another one they didn't get and it didn't get publicized or come out, but I don't think anybody else has come on a visit that they didn't get. And it sounds like whatever they do on these visits and the time that these coaches get to just talk to the families and the players and – it seems like that's a, a game changer um, once you get guys to campus. And so if you're able, and you know, and again, some of these guys they got had other visits to after that were canceled because they committed. So who knows? Dawson Baker may get the NIL money he wants, and he may commit to Utah or Utah State this week when he's visiting. Who knows? He may not make it to Boise. But if they can get him on campus next week, he told me it was going to be early next week. Uh, he's in the middle of visiting all four of these schools. Um, he, if they can get to get him on campus – and somehow find a way. I mean, I don't know if we need Matt Bowsher to step up here or what needs to happen, but it, but if they can find a way to make this happen, man, like I, I think they go from being a great team to like a historically San Diego State time. If you, I mean, I I don't think folks can realize but if you would have Andrew Meadow and Kobe Young and Jace Whiting and all these guys playing five minutes a game instead of fifteen. I mean, if Dawson Baker and Omar Stanley are coming off the bench to give you 20 minutes a game, I mean, I, I, that that's that is it, it would be by far the best team in Boise State history. I already think they're good. I think they're really good. I still think they can go to the NCAA tournament. Even today, Joe Lenardi has them as a 10 seed in his offseason bracket. I saw this guy, Sean Paul, who covers uh, uh, college basketball for, I think, the field of 68 and a couple other freelance networks. He had Boise State number 12 in the country in his poll. Now, again, a lot of teams still have to add transfer portal pieces. The yeah. rosters are not done. But right now, if you were to go play a game, he has them at number 12 in the country. So they're already going to be good. If you're able to add a the leading score from a 23-win UC Irvine team to this mix already, I mean, you're, you're just – it's a plethora of riches. But I say at this point, why stop? If he's willing to do it, you find a way to make it happen no matter what it takes, and you go win 30 games next year. Yeah, that's more or less what Leon Rice said, right? This roster is constantly evolving. The transfer portal, portal is something that is fluid. And so if you see opportunity, you have to move and attack said opportunity, right? Yeah. No, yeah, I think you have to. Here's a quick bite from Leon Rice uh, as we wrap up the show here. But uh, let's hear from Leon quickly uh, on what uh, on, on this, if they're done, and, and uh, kind of decipher this how you will afterwards, Jay. Are you guys done with this roster? Well, or what's the, the... the thing about this day and age that's so different, in the old days, you know, you'd get done playing, and you'd have a real, real good idea what your roster was, and it was set, and you could kind of bank on that, and um, it, it could change daily. And it, and it might, and thing, you know, so you never want to be caught where you're like surprised by something. So, you know, like I tell our guys, we're, we're never done. 
and we never will be done. Whether it's the day before school, whether it's Christmas, whether it's, doesn't matter. You're always looking, and my job is to always be bettering this program. That's, that's the way we approach it. And so we always have to look, turn on, it doesn't mean, you know, tons of that stuff on social media probably isn't true. And people speculate and people jump to conclusions. And so there's a lot of that, no doubt about it. The truths aren't there. Um, but there is truth to we're always turning over rocks and looking at things and looking at the roster and seeing what we can do. And like I said, because you don't, you, everything changes in a moment and you don't want to get caught where, you know, you're, you're surprised by something. And in terms of the guard position, I mean, you obviously have Jace, but I mean, in terms of other, you have a lot of unproven guys other than that. I mean, Kobe mm -hmm. played some, but I mean, you're bringing mm -hmm. Meadow, Keen, I mean, guys yeah. you're counting on that haven't played at this level yet. Um, as, do you feel good about that? Or if there was a way to, to get one more proven scoring guard in there? Would well, you do that? as coaches, I think a, a generality that every coach in the country would want one more. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. But you also have to look at, you know, guys developed and guys did what they did last year because we didn't have, you know, the, there's pros and cons to having, you know, to having no doubt where you know what you're getting every night and you know, those guys know the minutes they're getting every night. And we do have some guys that played probably a little more than they needed to last year because I think it took its toll that way. So there's a, there's a balance there, but it also helped them become great players. And, and that, it, you know, you'd like to have a little more depth, but we do have guys on this roster that, you know, did some things last year. We're all league players that you're, you're, they need to be on the floor a lot. So it doesn't mean they need to be on the floor as much as they were last year, but uh, you want your best guys out there as much as you can get them out. It's funny because I love Leon. Like he, he just can't bring himself. He, he's got his best five or six players, Jay, and he just he, he can't totally bring himself to like, yeah, I only want him playing 25 minutes a game. Like he's like, I mean, that's just, I mean, and that was kind of what happened last year. He wanted his best players out there, and I agree you do. But, you know, Dawson Baker will be one of your best players. You'd find a way to get him out there. So quickly, as we kind of wrap this up, Jay, you're, what you heard from him there, you're never done, all this. I can put to bed the rest, any rumors, social media chatter. Jace Whiting is not transferring. I've checked in on that. It's not happening. There was some thought, you know, BYU with his mom coaching there now that maybe he was going to transfer there so the family could all kind of live together closer to there. Not happening. Jace Whiting is happy, from my understanding, is, is liking his role, is even going to expand his role next season. So um, I don't necessarily think there's anybody going out that we know of. Now, maybe if you add a Dawson Baker, does a does a Keen or a Kobe Young get frustrated that with their path and decide to leave and it takes care of itself? Maybe. You have the Max Rice trump card, obviously, that is available. Um, what's your gut tell you here, though? I mean, is it is it Dawson Baker or bust? Is it They'll take him if they can get him. Is it they are trying to get one more guard, or, or do you think they're pretty happy with where they're at based on what Leon said? I'm going to believe what Leon said, man. Like, even hypothetically, Dawson doesn't work out. Like, he, Leon said that, you know, he's going to constantly monitor what's going on. And, um, you know, his number one job, he also said the other day, is to improve um, and better the future of this basketball team. And so I think he's kind of hell-bent on doing that, whatever he has to look at or do in order to do that. Um, he will. And along those lines, look at what Boise State has been able to retain in terms of their roster talent. You know, they haven't, um, not, to be, not to be rude, but like they haven't lost any real significant contributors to the transfer portal ever. So that tells me like there's also um, a significant amount of loyalty, not only from Leon, but 
his coaching staff. There's a good bond between them and their players. They have great relationships. And so, you know, I, I, I think that he uh, has a genuine way, genuine way of approaching all this that um, is unique and it will benefit the, the future of the Boise State men's basketball team. So I don't know if I can say it's Dawson Baker or Bust or anything like that because they're good with without him. They'd be great with him. And also when it comes to minutes played, you know, if you add a guy that that's going to average 20 minutes a game or something like that, right, it doesn't mean that Max Rice is now going to lose 20 minutes a game. It's, you know, it's, it's rotations and the way that they divvy all this up. I mean, it could mean – you know, in, in some ways, guys play each three or four minutes less. Exactly. And all of a sudden that all adds up to where you have fresher legs, not only for a, a specific game or the end of a game, but also come the NCAA tournament. And even before that, the, the Mountain West tournament, it it all will make a difference. And if you can just take a little bit of that wear and tear off some of the guys that you really had to ride pretty hard last season, it could be the difference maker in, in Boise State you know, winning a Mountain West regular season title, winning a tournament title. And uh, I know what all fans are, are really, really salivating over or, or the chance that to do is an NCAA tournament victory. And um, all of that adds up. It seems like it's only one game once you get there, but it's hard to ignore the wear and tear that, that a season has on guys that routinely play 35, 36, 37 minutes um, over the course of a four-month stretch. Well, I don't know, Jay, if it was the basketball talk, if it was the Emma Bates talk, if it was, uh, you know, you looking swole in that shirt there. But uh, we, we reached uh, record Jay Tusk viewership today, I believe, in our uh, year and a half of doing these for just a random Tuesday show. I think today, Jay, we have hit a high on uh, viewership. So I don't know what the reasoning is behind that. But thank you to everyone that is watching today. We must have hit some algorithm on YouTube or something, but uh, we're we're uh, we're doing well. We appreciate all the viewership. If you're new, hopefully you subscribe to our YouTube channel at the bottom of the screen. And uh, Jay, I, I gave my wife the password to the YouTube channel. That's never a good idea. She's having fun with the polls, like the one that was already up there. She put up one during the show 27 minutes ago. Do you think Jay Tust will win the longest drive at the BNN Timberstone Golf Tourney? And uh, I don't know what this says about you or our, or our uh, viewers, but we're at 52% yes, 48% no. So uh, you can chat on, on the on – if you're on the YouTube chat, go ahead and vote. Jay Tusk for the longest drive. A slight answer for yes right now. Um, but uh, – I got, I got a buddy of mine listening to the show too. Um, going back to has Boise State lost anybody significant to the transfer portal. He brought up Emmanuel Acott's name, and I feel like I should further explain this. Emmanuel's also a guy that – Probably wanted to come back. There were other there are other things that happened right last year that kind of uh, dissolved that opportunity though after he left and, and probably wouldn't have mind returning to the Boise State. Isn't that accurate? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. That's why I just I don't know. Kind of I should have explained that a little bit more, but that's what I was kind of thinking. I don't know if they necessarily uh, lost him. Um, we, we do have a comment. But- we do have a comment on here about uh, we're, we're focusing too much on basketball, not on the Steelheads. Uh, this is a Boise State-centered show, so that's why we're talking Boise State. But Steelheads made history, and good luck to them, correct? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they literally broke, like, every record in the league this year. <laughs> and no there news on record, They broke it. And Ganga hasn't gone anywhere yet, right? No no news on Ganga. I haven't seen much of anybody coming out of the transfer portal from Boise State. Yeah, so we'll uh, – I think, Jay, I think if we can make it work, we're going to do Thursday for the other appearance this week, and then uh, I'm going to have a potentially a tape show on Friday as we uh, as I'm going to be in Seattle. 
Um, but uh, if, if it works for you, we'll try to make Thursday work for your second appearance this week. If not, we'll figure something out. Mike Prater, I'm going to slide up to tomorrow because uh, I don't have a normal show on Wednesday, and uh, we'll, we'll make things work. But, uh, Jay, appreciate your time. As yeah. I said, record viewership today, so something's going right with uh, BNN and your appearances, and we appreciate you coming on. Appreciate everybody for watching us. Hit subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at the bottom of the screen. We do this every weekday at 9 a.m. talking Boise State sports. And we got some big things on the horizon, so I want you to be a part of it, too. Check out our website as well, bronconationnews.com. And uh, we'll talk to you 9 a.m. tomorrow with Mike Prater. If any news breaks or things happen, like Emma Bates, uh, Boston Marathon, we had that story up, you know, 20 minutes after the race was over. So uh, check back to our channels. Check back to our website if stuff happens. You never know in the recruiting world what could happen. So uh, we appreciate Jay. Good luck at uh, gymnastics. And we will uh, talk to you later. This is Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com.